The mindful reduce, reuse, recycle phrase is well known in the UK, but ironically, as the number of people recycling rises, some councils have resorted to sending their recyclable material abroad, which is entering our oceans, causing great harm. I am at Devonport's Energy for Waste Open Day to find out if generating energy from plastics in particular might be an alternative solution to dealing with the UK's overflow of waste. Yes, yeah, so I'm Jane, Jane Ford, and I'm the Community Liaison Manager for MBB here. We're having an open day, um, so we've basically opened the back gate and the front gate so members of the public can come in and find out what we do. We've got activities for children, we've got things going on in the woods as well, and we're offering site tours. And what is the Energy from Waste Centre? What does it do? So it, Energy from Waste does exactly what it says on the tin. It We recover the energy that's trapped in residual waste, so this is the waste that can't be recycled it used to go to landfill and we provide an alternative to that i want to see exactly how this energy from waste process takes place so i've put myself onto one of the site tours with paul carey the managing director at mvv devonport and adam mitchell from rock solid i'm paul carey and i'm the managing director of the company that runs this facility uh, could you tell me from start to finish how Energy from Waste operates? Okay, well, we are taking residual waste. That's the waste that's left over after people have done their recycling. Um, they do their recycling and they put their residual waste in their bin. Some people call it a landfill bin, others call it a residual waste bin. And that comes to us in a lorry. And we have a lot of lorries coming here, about 132 a day. Uh, not all of them are delivering waste. Some are taking residues away. But the majority are delivering that waste and they deliver it into the tipping hall which we've just been looking at and they tip it into a bunker from which we have a, a big crane taking waste out and putting it into a large storage bunker which is what we're looking at at the moment and from there the crane will when controlled by the computer will pick up a load of waste and load it into a big hopper which is feeding the furnace and we'll go and see the furnace shortly but the furnace is where we burn the waste under very controlled conditions so like a big controlled bonfire, um, lots of air being blasted through and the flames burn the waste and create a lot of heat. And sitting above the furnace, there's a large boiler. And the boiler is where we transfer all that heat from the fire and the flue gas that comes off the fire into hot water and then into steam. And the steam is then superheated. And the steam is sent to a steam turbine, which is like a big fan in reverse. The fan spins, it turns the generator and that makes electricity and that's what we send out to the grid. Although generating electricity is the ultimate end result, producing energy from waste does create a byproduct, which Adam Mitchell from Rock Solid explains. My name's Adam Mitchell, I work for Rock Solid Processing. We are um, processors of incinerator bottom ash. That is the product that comes from the bottom of this incinerator. The bunker where the IBA comes out of is transported away in vehicles and taken to a holding site. We will stockpile that material until we've got a viable amount uh, when we can then bring in a processing company to process the, the incinerator bottom ash. That company will set up um, conveyors and screeners with crushing equipment and that enables the material to be crushed down and screened out into separate sizes, separating the metals and the aggregates into, into fractions of sizes. The metals are recovered using um, magnets and eddy currents. Those metals are then taken away to, to a metal company who then smelts it down into the individual fractions. 
of, um, of the more pure metals being gold, silver, titanium and so on and so forth. Um, the, uh, the byproduct from the aggregates is done in a similar way to the metals and the aggregates are uh, screened into five sections. Those aggregates are then resold back into the construction industry for, uh, for construction and uh, building projects. Uh, can also be used into asphalt for road surfacing and can also be uh, used in concrete for concrete solutions as well. Wow, the sheer quantity of waste that MVV Devonport deals with is astonishing. I've witnessed how Plymouth waste is converted into energy and now I want to find out from Jane Ford, the community liaison manager, the implications of the process. Could you describe some of the short and long-term benefits of bringing waste to the centre? So in the short term we're not transporting the waste as far as we used to because Plymouth has run out of landfill space. We actually used to, to send the, the non-recyclable waste down to Liscard. Um, so there's a sort of immediate benefit for less vehicles travelling those sorts of distances. Um, long term we just can't continue to landfill. Um, every year there's a carbon dioxide equivalent saving of about 78,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide equivalent. Um, so that would, be the, that would be the same as taking 29,000 diesel cars off the road. Financially, it's, it's a better option for the councils as well. It saves them money. It's cheaper than landfill. What are the challenges uh, that we face when we're producing energy from waste? Some of the challenges are some of the things that people think to put in their bins, like camping gas cylinders that go bang. So for this particular project, um, one of the biggest challenges was the location. We're very, very near to housing. It was quite controversial, both publicly and politically. Um, I live, I live locally, and that's exactly how I got involved. I, I wanted to know what was being built. I got involved at the consultation and eventually ended up working here. But I went on that journey myself, if you see what I mean. So, so I went from sort of fear and misunderstanding through understanding to acceptance. And now a lot of my job is helping other people to go on that same journey. With the long-term uh, benefits of a centre like this, why don't you think there are more energy from waste plants across the UK? I think we fear change in this country a little bit. I think as an industry it's got a very bad reputation because you have to bear in mind that you know decades ago when, when waste incineration started to be used as a way of dealing with waste, it was just that. It was just burning waste. And we know now that burning waste generates toxic fumes, but because we know that, there are very stringent cleaning processes that all of the flue gases go through now. So I think it's almost suffers from an image issue. Jane has highlighted the positives and adverse points of generating energy from Plymouth's residual waste. But what about the materials, especially plastics, which do not make it to the UK's recycling centres? I'm meeting with Judy Harrington, an environmental artist whose interactive performances today have been telling this story. I'm Judy Harrington and I'm here at MVV Energy from Waste Plants to help highlight the issues of plastic pollution, particularly in the marine environment. So I'm dressed as a fish um, with a fish mask and we have a soundscape with whales calling. 
um, which is very haunting and sets the scene. And I swim amongst the audience and into this giant rubbish bin which is closed behind me, trapping me. And then gradually the rubbish bin fills up with the plastic that people are throwing in on top of me. It's about communicating the issues directly with the audience of thoughtless consumption that we tend to be sucked into with our with the mass media propaganda that we have today we don't have the facilities to recycle all of it most of it is unrecyclable still um, and shipping it overseas is an issue um, it's spilling into our oceans and uh, contaminating our world everywhere. Shipping the UK's overflow of recyclable plastics is causing extensive harm in the aquatic environment, as Judy explained. So I now think it's time to talk to Jane Ford again and ask her what I came here to find out. China have announced a ban on plastic imports from the UK and Swindon Council will decide in December whether to end its plastic collections as they believe possibly sending their plastics to a centre such as this is a better alternative. Now if a discussion was taking place similar uh, in Plymouth, what the thought process would be from energy from waste yeah, yeah, centre yeah, in Plymouth? Don't send us your plastic, don't send us your plastic, recycle your plastic, so don't send plastic to energy from waste plants, it's really high in energy, uh, it's basically oil. These plants are not designed for it. What's needed is a, a sort of two-pronged approach where, where councils have better processing facilities or access to better processing facilities for a wider range of plastics or manufacturers are limited to the number of different types of plastic that they are allowed to produce so that plastic can because plastic can be recycled over and over again it's not like paper which gets lower and lower quality than the more times it's recycled plastic once it's made can stay in the system so we don't need to keep making more or finding finding markets for more we just need to properly recycle it i think for the councils that were using china as a market yes it is an issue and maybe they need help to access markets for a wider variety of plastics so that they can start recycling them so energy from waste supports recycling? Yes. When you see the amount of waste that is in the bunker just from three days from a really small geographical area down here in the southwest, you start to see the scale of the problem. And, you know, I would just say that every part of a waste management system has its place. So anaerobic digestion, for example, is a good solution for food waste. Recycling is an excellent solution for paper, card, plastic and metals. Um, energy from waste is a better solution than landfill for what's left over. There you have it. MVV Devonport Energy from Waste Centre do not see themselves as an alternative to a recycling centre. I've come away today enlightened. To prevent further damage in our oceans, it is not the case that we must recycle more because that is exactly what is happening, but rather recycling sites need to extend the list of the types of plastics they process and build centres which are capable of coping with the demand to eventually create a closed circuit where we say goodbye to new plastic production and welcome all plastics to be 100% recycled. This is Sarah Jane Vanstone at MVV Devonport's Energy from Waste Centre for Jam Live.